Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Joe DeLeon here with Get to the Point, and with me, as always, is the sports connoisseur, Sean Anderson, and we're bringing you our weekly NFL content that we love to give you folks, and the first thing that I want to get right into talking about is really something that I would not be expecting to talk about at this point in time in the season with some pretty major headlines that went over in this previous week nine of the NFL, and we're going to sit here and talk about celebrations. Mm, hello, everybody. I, I had to step in there and get a quick second. We can talk sellies. We can talk sellies? I'm all in very, on that. Very smooth opener for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I both have my trademark uh, sign sign in, and I also hit the, the mic filter with my hat brim. <laughs> so it's a, I'm sure the mic didn't pick that up. Perfect. So the celebrations that I'm specifically referring to, and unless you live under a rock, I'm sure you noticed them. So the first one was Michael Thomas on one of the final touchdowns of the game that he scored in his marvelous game, he's, he's had over 200 receiving yards in, on the day, but at the very end of the game, towards the end of the game, he catches a touchdown pass, and then he pays homage to Joe Horn, in which he infamously took a cell phone out of the goalpost and pretended to take a phone call. So Michael Thomas did the same exact thing with a fake flip phone, or it was probably a real one that he just got at Walmart or wherever. And the second one that I'm referring to is the one that Kevin Biard did against the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football. He picks off Dak Prescott in the back of the end zone, takes it all the way to the middle of the field in in the middle of the Dallas Star and starts to celebrate with some of his teammates. And if some of you might remember, if some of you are NFL fans and are able to remember that that far back or have at least seen the video. Michael Irvin did the same exact thing when he was on the 49ers, and that caused... Terrell Owens. What did I say? Michael Irvin? Yeah. Oh, my God. I am so sorry. Terrell Owens. I, I blanked because it's already... It, Sean and I were talking about it beforehand. But Terrell Owens ended up doing that and caused a major scuffle in the middle of the field. It's probably one of the most controversial celebrations in the history of the NFL. Both of them actually are very controversial, and we ended up seeing remixes of them... Of them this past weekend. So the first thing that has come up and the first thing that people have been talking about and I keep hearing is do you think the both of them went too far? No. I loved well I'll start with Michael Thomas. I love that one. And I love the reaction from, from uh Joe Horn even more. His statement, I teared up and he was paying homage to me. It was uh that was a really cool moment actually. Especially on such a big stage versus the Rams in such a close game. I love that celebration. Um and Biard should have gotten rocked at the star. That's the only issue that I have. If you're going to go dance on the star, dance on the star. But you don't let someone dance on the star if you play for Dallas. See, the only thing that it, I mean, I'm sure you saw it, Byron Jones came up and gave him this little shove. It, it looked kind of staged to me, if that makes any sense. No, it he, looked like, because Byron Jones didn't seem like he was that angry. It looked like he just kind of ran up to him and was like, ah. Jones should have cleaned his clock. Byron Jones didn't look that mad. I I think that he knew he was going to do that or something. I bet that they're – I don't know how well they know each other, but I'm sure there's some way that we could relate that back. Also, you're forgetting the best celebration of the week. The Seahawks Seahawks boy band dance in the end zone. I can't stop watching it. 
That honestly, well, I picked the two controversial ones right. that a lot of people were talking that about. Is, this one almost got swept under the rug. I, I feel like it was it was all over the place, but that, fewer people were talking about it. That's my favorite one all year. I've maybe watched it, and this is not an exaggeration. <laughs> I've maybe watched it a hundred times. I don't blame you. It's pretty well coordinated. Gosh, it was awesome, and he just it was sweet. So the only thing I'm gonna <laughs> with that point about if they took it too far, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Sorry, wow, that came out hard. Devil's advocate here. And the opposing argument is that they're not focusing on their team in that situation. They're doing something that's selfish. And in some instances, they could have gotten a penalty if the officials decided to step in and be tight about certain things. So, I, I mean, frankly... Michael Thomas did get a penalty. Oh, yeah, you're right. Michael Thomas did. Kevin B.R. didn't. So, to an extent, they are being selfish. They are doing something that takes away from their performance a little bit, and it just ultimately is focused on what he decided to do after one play. Um, and the other thing, though, is like I feel like very few people are talking about how the fact that Michael Thomas had 200 yards receiving, and instead they're talking about the celebration. I just, as much as I'm an advocate for doing those crazy celebrations and, and having some fun with it, I think doing something dumb like that can also take away from it as well. I agree, but it, it's a game, and it was really fun to see. I completely fair point. I don't disagree with that either. I'm honestly mixed on the whole thing because I, I honestly I, I have a slight investment on both sides of the point. But, and this is an interesting take on the situation, do you think that these celebrations and the way that they've progressed, last year was really the first real year in which guys started putting a little bit more effort in these celebrations because the NFL decided to be less aggressive about calling penalties on them? Do you think that this is good going forward for raising awareness and getting more attention to the league? The league already has enough attention. I think uh, the celebrations are good. I love them. I'm happy that we can celebrate in football. Yeah, I, I frankly, with that point, I'm glad that they can celebrate. But the other thing, though, is I think the NFL should keep pushing to encourage guys to do stuff like this because, heck, maybe people don't watch some games and they used to or they just don't feel the need that they want to. It's a really a selling point to draw people in, get them to watch more games. Maybe they get excited by stupid stuff like that. It's really about just trying to drag the casual to not casual and almost not even invested in the league at all, those types of fans, into the game more. Because the diehards have been watching it since the day since day one, and they'll watch it any time they have a chance to. It's a matter of getting the people that don't and choose not to. I don't think you can get Big Brother involved with it. I think it needs to be player run. And that's why people will still like it. The second the NFL starts to like intervene and be like, "Oh, you guys should be doing this," then well, it becomes I'm saying un- from uncool. Like a, a marketing standpoint, I'm not saying Roger Goodell's be like, "Oh, yes, good job. You guys can keep celebrating." I'm saying like the, you know the marketing department in the NFL should not so much encourage, but make it clear that it's okay to do it and be creative with it. We're not gonna we're not gonna give you any fines, any penalties. We want you to, to be smart about it, though. I That's fine. That's that's fine with you, Sean? Yeah, that's fine. All right, I'm glad it's okay with you. Now, a lot of people aren't okay with this next thing that we're talking about here because it frankly came out of nowhere. Now, if you happen to watch Thursday Night Football, which I did not, it was a terrible game between two terrible teams, and it ended up turning out to be the greatest underdog story we have this year. Dude, it was a terrible game. It was a terrible game, but Nick Mullins. Terrible game. He was undrafted quarterback from 
Southern Mississippi, alma mater of Brett Favre. And I believe he was on the practice squad for his first year. Finally, he's on the team. They sign him. They they start him this week. And he goes out there and balls. I know it was against the Raiders, but doesn't something like that make you excited? No. What? Why? I wasn't excited about it. How? In what way? The kid's not going to be as... Why are you buying in so heavy on him? I'm I, not I, buying rookie, in on him. Wait, 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 wait. Rookies I am are not thing. buying Rookies in are your on thing. Him. I get it. Rookies are your thing. Uh, it was He's a, not a, a rookie. Okay. Uh, young players are your thing. Uh, it wasn't an entertaining game. It was ugly. I, I don't know. I it, it, The 49ers stink. Their offense stinks. He's not going to play next year. I mean, it's kind of like Rudy, and I don't like Rudy. So it... it what is wrong with you? It's just, it's, I don't know. I feel like that's a really pessimistic outlook on that. Okay. Are you okay there? <laughs> I'm just do fine. Wanna, do you want to tell just us fine. something it's you want to tell us? It's just it's <laughs> the, for a whole day I got to hear about Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins this. No, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play next year. He's going to lead him to eight wins, and that's going to be it I, for Nick Mullins. I was not saying he's the answer and he's going to solve gotcha. all the problems. Well, you like, like every, No, but I just think that's a cool story that Nick Mullins comes out of nowhere and has a big game. That that does not happen at the quarterback position, and you know Are that. Are you kidding me? It happens all the time at the quarterback I'm talking position. About that. No, Sorry what? about that game break, by the way. Yeah, nice. That, yeah, I don't know if you heard <laughs> that. <laughs> but um, you don't need to lower me. Uh, <laughs> dude, Dak Prescott, all the rookie QBs ever, uh, young Tom Brady, it happens all the time. <sighs> to an extent. I don't know. No, but when, when it does happen, though, it's rare. When it does happen, is it's exciting. It adds another level to the game that someone can just kind of come out of nowhere and make an impact on the game. Do you think that was cooler than the um, the Blackhawks reserve goalie that came in and won the game? Thirty-five year old had seven saves. Uh, yeah, and I think he was like a an accountant for yeah. the, the the Blackhawks or something yeah, like something that. Something like that. Uh, um, I think that was. A I think cooler. I think Nick Mullins is a little bit cooler. What? Ah, uh, I don't Dude, know. Dude, no. Okay, but you re- you realize though that those guys usually that they have is their um, super reserve goalies that they need their emergency goalies. Those guys have some type of hockey background. Does Nick Mullins not have any type of football background? No, but I'm saying that they played college hockey, they played professionally somewhere, and they just keep in touch with them. Some of them are are even pro goalies that decided to stop playing, but they keep in contact with them and they say. In an emergency, could you just step in and do this for us? Gotcha. Okay. That's so, all I'm saying. Okay. All I'm saying, Nick Mullins, not cool. All right. All right. I'll let Nick Mullins know that you don't like him. Cool. I'd like you to do that. That would be that would be nice. Well, he wasn't even verified until today, so I'm <laughs> I, sure. I'm that sure was pretty tweet. cool. That was pretty cool that yeah. he got verified within the night. I'll give him that. <laughs> <laughs> so, do we just need to do something crazy and we'll get verified? Is that all it takes? What are we going to do? You want to just fight during the middle of the game? Smack at 50-yard line? Like, you and me fight? Yes, you and I. Like, we'll go out in the middle yeah, of JMU. A, uh, yeah, just have a fist fight. I, I mean, I'm, if that go, it makes us go viral, I'm down for it. I don't think there's any way it can't go viral. But then, like... <laughs> <laughs> well, we just kind of gave away our whole plan to our zero viewers. Oh, on, yeah, on, exactly. All, our li- <laughs> all, all of our listeners. <laughs> but we also we also gave it away to the our few listeners. So if anybody came back and listened to this, they'll be like, oh, they're fake. All right, so the game that we already talked about a little bit with the celebrations, 
was between the New Orleans Saints and the Los Angeles Rams. And inevitably, the Rams were able to, or sorry, not were able to, they ended up falling in their first game of the season, have their first loss now. They're 8-1. and one. Saints ended up getting the victory 45-35. to 35. Do you think that this is the start of a potential run for the Saints? What? Yeah, it, Do you they've think, like, been on a run. No, I'm saying I'm on the run. We're in the second. Don't get don't quote Young Thug. Don't. You no. can't throw me an alley. You can't throw Blake an alley oop and expect him not to put it through his right. legs and jam it. Fine. I'm asking you, <laughs> we're halfway through the season. They've been hot. They knock off what is supposed to be the best team in the NFL. Do you think this is the start of their run going in the playoffs? Or do you think they're gonna sputter out a little bit? They're a good team. I it's unreasonable to predict them to fizzle out. Right? Um, I don't think they're going to fizzle out. I don't know if they're going to finish this hot. Because it tends to happen in any sport. If you start hot early, sometimes you don't always finish that way. It, it happens. It happens. They could finish, what is it, 14-2? and two? They have two losses right now. They could finish fourteen and two, but I think realistically, once they have to play some also some more interconference rivals, that whole conference is is capable of beating them on any day. I could see them finishing maybe eleven and five, twelve and four, which is still a good season, but it's not on the trajectory that they're at. Do you think the Rams are better than the Saints? Um, that's a tough question. They play two more times. The Rams and the Saints do? No, no, I'm just saying, if they do. Series oh. first to best two out of three, who comes out with it? That's tough. Ah, there's a lot of factors that come into play. I think that from a talent standpoint, the Rams have a better team. But from a veteran leadership and a coaching standpoint, the Saints have the advantage. So, I'd frankly, if they faced off in the playoffs, I'd probably pick the Saints. As much as I'd root for the Rams, I'd probably pick the Saints again. Interesting. Very interesting. I completely disagree, by the way. <laughs> and how's that? Uh, the Rams are the best team in football. So, but despite that, though, the advantages that I put out there, you think that just from a ter- pure talent I think standpoint that, that they would be able to beat them again? I think they're coaching... I think they'll be able to game plan the Saints better next time. I think the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. And that's really? not even a hot take. No, it's not, not a hot it's take. Not. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the Rams didn't ended up finishing at that 12-4 and four mark. Because sometimes, again, the team that starts the hottest is not the one that finishes the hottest. I.e. the Kansas City Chiefs in the past few years. Not this season yet. We don't know yet. But the past few years... They've been that mold of a team that has just not finished. So I, I guess really time can only really tell, though. Okay, so I'm looking at the, the show sheet here. Are you trying to get in a fight with me during Fat Stats? I am not. It looks like you're trying to. By the way, welcome to Fat Stats, welcome our favorite Stats. segment. I know Joe likes to handle the transitions, I wanted to but say I that looked I'm... over it and my blood started boiling. Did you did you do on that on so purpose? So my Fat Stat, oh, um, I didn't want to talk about... Michael Thomas again. And I think it's a good story. It's a terrible story. My fat stat is Josh Gordon. Oh five receptions, 130 yards, one touchdown. My boy balled 
and he's going to keep balling for the rest of the year because he's a baller. Big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games, and he showed up and showed out. And he's going to keep doing it because he's one of the he has the talent to be one of the best receivers in the NFL. He has the talent to. He has not proven He's not proven himself yet, but he has the talent to. No arguing with me, Sean, by the way. What is your fat stat? Dude, he's not even a top 10 receiver in the NFL. Uh, uh, I didn't say that. I'd he's say not he is top t- 15. You I don't, don't think, You don't think he has the talent to be a top 10 receiver? If you put do you run, do you want to fight about this or do you want do you want to just no? Do what's it? your fat okay. stat? My Actually, fat I'd stat. rather fat fight over your fat stat. But what's your fat? Wait, wait, what is it? Let's hear it. My fat stat, and this is unprecedented for fat stats. Yes, because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> My fat stat I peeped today with a caption: Is Nathan Peterman the worst quarterback in the NFL, or that the NFL has ever seen? <laughs> and then I saw the he stat line: a hundred thirty attempts. 52.3 completion percentage, 549 yards, three touchdowns, Joe, 12 interceptions, <laughs> <laughs> and a 32.5 career passer rating. <laughs> See, I don't argue I don't argue with your premise. I, I, I 100% agree that he is terrible. But why isn't he – why is he not your downside, Sean? Why did you have to go – because isn't – because I, uh, because Michael Irvin needs attention, and then don't you think he that you're letting be or, called or, out for that? Don't you think you're letting our listeners down because they no, want to because hear some, they they don't know the the stats and the numbers. They, they need to hear, hear that Nate Peterman has <laughs> has thrown twelve interceptions on 130 attempts. <laughs> I saw some stat that it took Nathan Peterman like a hundred whatever how many attempts it was to throw twelve interceptions. And you said it was 100 attempts, and it took like 930 for Aaron Rodgers just to throw 12 <laughs> interceptions. That's obscene. That's horrifying. I can't even talk about this anymore. He's got a 32-5. Now it's time for something that's a little bit more cheery, and it's upside-downside. The first part is the obviously the cheery part, which is upside. Now, Sean, what is your upside? My upside, and I talked about it on the radio show today. When I was hung out to dry by Wait, wait, can you actually explain that to me? How did that happen? I was hung out to drive by my constituents. So you just showed up, none of them were there, I and you're like, in. I guess I'm doing this on my own. No, I walked in, Stone was doing work for a class, Cardi was studying for a test that we both have tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, so. They're like, oh, we're not doing it. I'm like, okay, so I guess it'll be a solo show then. I wish you in. told me. I would have the door. I would have put my test down that I was in the middle of taking and said, this is not important to me, and I would have gone and done the show. I'm here. not going to lie. It's probably the most fun I've ever had on the air. Oh, I can imagine. Doing the solo show. It felt right. It was awesome. Maybe one day you'll have your own solo show. Yeah, I doubt it. Um, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> my. Yeah, because <laughs> so let, dark. No, but let's be real here. If you're going to have your own show, you're going to have to deal with my stupid ass still. Wow. And the streak continues <laughs> of Joe DeLeon on the airwaves. Slandering okay, the beautiful that English language. Ass okay. is not that bad of a word. Um, my upside of the week, because we need to get to the point here. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> my upside of the week, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. And I spoke about this by myself on the show. <laughs> I just spoke about how it, the Houston Texans fans are spoiled because they get to watch this f- – undervalued freak of nature 
go out and play incredible football for their team week after week. They get to continuously watch the clip of DeAndre Hopkins breaking D'Angelo Hall's ankle in 2015 on a route. I don't know what spurred me talking about DeAndre Hopkins and his glory. I think it's because I was sick of the narrative that he's not a top three receiver in this league, which he 100% is. So I just started rambling about him. I'm like, this dude is awesome. He has the best hands in the league. Did you get any phone calls? I didn't get any calls oh. in. I asked for calls. <laughs> no calls. No just one. Why well, you're like, oh, I don't know what the phone number is, but you know, call I, if you figure it out. Yeah, I said call in, and then I, I didn't provide the phone number. <laughs> yeah, that's usually pretty key. Gosh. So my upside that I have for the week, and I, I, my upside downside is kind of a twofer because it's connected. And this is a storyline. I was debating if I want to make this a, a, a corner piece of the show and if we would talk about it or not. And I decided I wanted to talk about it as my upside. But Bruce Arians, who recently retired after not having a good end to his his time with the Arizona Cardinals, he said that he would be interested in joining the Car or sorry, not the Cardinals, the Cleveland Browns and coming out of retirement. It is the only job that he'd be willing to come out of retirement for, which Honestly, that's great for the Browns. The Browns have continuously been trying to bring in these coaches that are have some experience but are also breaking the norm, if that makes any sense, like trying to get guys that have the potential to do some great things but they end up busting essentially is how these coaches have worked out. And bringing in a guy like Bruce Arians who has in such an incredible history in the NFL, I think that would be perfect for the Browns. He's a great fit. This team is ready to win now. They just don't have the right direction yet. This is not the same Browns team that we've seen that has been terrible as far as the talent-wise. This team is getting better, and if they just get a few more pieces, just a few more pieces, they could be a great team. They just need the direction, and I think Bruce Arians is going to be it. Now I'm going to jump on you. All right. I want you to continue with your downside on the Browns. Make it a true two-parter. Leg it out. Okay, so my downside, <laughs> my downside is is the Cleveland Browns in the way that. So I just talked positively about them, and now that I'm I'm cringing, <laughs> I will continuously root for the Browns. But uh, they, I don't know why. Time I just, out. Why? Because they were on hard knocks. They have no. They just they've always been bad, and I always want to see them do good. One of these days, the Browns are going to be a playoff team. They're going to be one of the best teams in the AFC. One of these days. And I know Browns fans say it every single year, but one of these days it's going to happen. But it just so happens this week was not going to be that week. Um, so what ended up happening was they lost to the Chiefs after firing their head coach. And there were a couple of bad things that happened in this game. The offensive line were caught arguing mid-play over whose fault it was while Baker Mayfield was getting dropped. And then... Um, the other thing that happened was, um, if, if you noticed on a field goal attempt that the Chiefs took, the Browns tried to block it. Instead of blocking it, the two guys on the ends that were expected to go after the kick ran into each other. So it's just it's it's all falling apart, and they just need some sense of direction. Like I said, they're there. They have the talent. They just need to get better. They need to stop doing dumb stuff. <laughs> now, what's your downside, Sean? My downside, and I saw the whole video this morning. Michael Irvin, what are you doing? 
you're arguing with Stephen A. Smith at the top of your lungs before a Cowboys-Titans game in AT&T Stadium with all the sweaty Dallas fans behind you. Did you see how sweaty that mosh pit was behind Michael Irvin? Well, if you didn't, just imagine they all went into the pool and then put on their clothes, didn't dry off, and sat behind them. I don't know why you are... It's really frustrating that you let Stephen A. Smith get under your skin. When you're a Hall of Fame receiver, you're letting him get under your skin talking about a team. And he was right, by the way. Stephen A. Smith came out and said, hey, guess what, Jack? The Cowboys have won two playoff games in the last 25 years. And then Michael Irvin did his best WWE impression to get the crowd juiced up, standing up, pounding his chest, saying that this team is the a great team and Jason Garrett will lead them to the promised land. No. What are you doing? Why do you make it a spectacle? And it's not all your fault. Stephen A. Smith is incredible at inciting that type of behavior. But you need to be better. You need to have some type of respect. He's one of my favorites when I was uh, younger watching the NFL uh, game day uh, morning. I loved watching Michael Irvin because he he seemed level-headed, but he was passionate because he used to play. It's frustrating to see him lose his cool like that. It certainly is. I mean, I, I only saw snippets of it. It was overall kind of a... And in, I don't know, just a, a cringeworthy experience. But the few little beat pieces that I ended up seeing, just I I didn't really. You uh, you good over there? Yeah, I'm good over here. Okay. Um. So the next thing that we're gonna go to is the one thing that we always love to argue over, and I'm very excited for it this week. And that's who you got? The Sean, Anderson faithful. Sean, want to give us the numbers? I have let you down. <laughs> My fans, I shot a 46% win percentage from the field. Joe hit an 85, and I am getting a call, so that means our periscope is over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the man. feed is down, the phone is face up, and I think it is just an 855 number. Perfect. That's a shame. Joe, your season average on the year is now a 59% correct rate mine is a 57 percent we need a producer so that doesn't happen I, or they I, can just pick yeah. up the phone and scream no 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 we <laughs> we're gonna get a webcam eventually we're yeah. gonna get a webcam uh, please sponsor the webcam please if you sponsor the webcam you you get to name it you get to give us a little read if you want to give us a read if you wanted to actually promote something okay, wait, 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 wait. stop deflecting from the fact that i'm winning Go back to what I you're said. Going you at. won. Okay, so you won this. You won this week, and I'm you're back up in the by lead by two percent. You're back, I'm in, the back lead. in the lead. I am back in the lead by two percent. It feels great. So now we're gonna look at the picks for this so week, and I'm gonna take the lead even further. That was a huge comeback because I was down. I was at fifty three. So you know what? Take that, Sean. Yeah, good week. First game Thursday night football, Panthers Steelers, big game. Two two lost teams. Who you got? Steelers, Panthers, Saints, Bengals, Saints, Saints, Falcons, Browns, Browns, Falcons, Lions, Bears. When the Browns beat Atlanta, <laughs> you are gonna be. No, there's no way. So disappointed. What's the next next game? Browns, you, Bears, or Lions, Lions, Bears, Bears. Lions, Perfect. Bears. 
Um, Bears, I can't keep picking the Lions. Um, Bears, Cardinals, Chiefs. wonder who's going to win that one, Joe. <laughs> Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, Chiefs. Uh, Titans, Patriots. Patriots. Patriots, Redskins, Bucks. Buccaneers. Redskins, Bills, I, Jets. You should not have done that. I'll give you a redo because Bills, the Jets. Redskins actually Bills, lost Jets. three of their starting offensive linemen. Bills, Jets. It's the same thing with the Jets. You pick one. You, I'll let you pick between. I'll pick the other. Jets. Bills. Jaguars, Colts. Interesting. Jaguars. Chargers, Raiders. Who did you pick? Oh, crap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, nah, I'm good. Um... Do you want to pass? Do you want Jaguars, <laughs> Chargers, Raiders? Actually, no. Colts, Chargers, Raiders. Okay, final, final guess. Colts, Chargers, Raiders, Chargers. I can't believe I almost said that. Chargers, Seahawks, Rams. You know what? Rams. You act like that took a lot of thought. Rams, Dolphins, Packers. Hmm. Dolphins, Packers, Cowboys, Eagles. Let me think here. Oh, Eagles, because the Cowboys are terrible. Eagles. And this might be the best game of the week, Sean. Saints 40, or, God, I messed that up. <laughs> 49ers, Giants, who do you got? He was so excited. 49ers, Giants, who do you got? 49ers. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go 49ers, too. I don't, tr- I, I, don't, I don't trust him. Nick Mullins is going to ball out on that defense. Who? Nick Mullins. So we have a few DMs. Are they weird? Uh, I have to admit some of them. So yet again, we have no DMs from anyone except for the two people that have consistently given us DMs, and that is El Giggle and Dark Roast. Sadly, El Giggle decided to give me a question that I'm no not really allowed to ask. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to omit that one. Uh, Dark Roast sent me or sent the account on Sunday though without really any preface just saying please discuss this and it was the video of Bill O'Brien saying nice job Vance you blanking idiot after he botched the whole field goal situation at the end of the game so what are your thoughts on that Bill O'Brien Bill O'Brien essentially having the gall to say something like that I never saw that video you didn't see it? Do you, no. want, do you want to watch right now? No, no, no. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I, I'm a Bill O'Brien guy. I like the way that he addresses his team and his staff members. Okay, well, I support I, yeah. Bill O'Brien. I th- I honestly think that was, you know, if you're going to botch something like that, Bill O'Brien has a right to call you out. So the other question I have from Dark Roast, and he just sent me this now, was if Calvin Coolidge was given tickets to a WNBA game, what dollar amount... <laughs> <laughs> In 1925 currency, this is in parentheses, would he spend on snacks? <laughs> That's annoying. <laughs> I, I think he's asking, like, how much back then or how much would it... Oh, yeah, and, I, and he's asking for essentially how much money he would spend on snacks would relate to the currency levels. 1925 yeah. was pre-Great Depression. So, but, like, think. the other thing, World World do, do you have to account for... The inflation of how much snacks cost these days at okay. games. We'll put it in today's amount, and then we'll just set it back. Uh, okay. So uh, I'd say he's going to buy 
two hot dogs, a order of nachos, a big Coca-Cola, and then probably some popcorn. So that'll run them about, what, like 25 bucks? So back then? No, more than that. I'm just saying that two hot dogs. There's like 35 maybe. No, no, no. Two hot dogs would run them like 16 bucks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Actually, yeah, 35 bucks. He's not a big fellow. This is the worst DM we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, it's just so oddly it's, it's, specific. I, don't, I can't. It's he's hard from for Verm- me. He's from Vermont. Loser. He's a re- <laughs> he was a Republican. Uh, that's all I got for him. Okay. Um, he was a lawyer. I wish it wasn't a. What's the, the, transfer? I I I can't speak. I I forgot a word. I forgot the word. Um. All right, well, I'm going to interject here. I think that Calvin I think Calvin is a generous guy, so I'm going to say he spends upwards of $50 in today's money cuz he's going to, you know, buy some food for some other people. He probably is bringing his whole family. Uh, yeah, so I think like 50 to 60 bucks on snacks. Yeah, it's taken into account this is a WNBA game, so he's probably going to be bored. He's probably going to want to eat. Jesus. Uh, so I'm going to say 75. So if you probably equate that, you know, we're going to do the math here. Um, conversion. conversion, conversion chart. Yeah, yep. That's that's um, the word. Gosh, I'm sorry, listeners. That was the ugliest sentence I've ever spoke. Okay. Joe is converting the amount of you said seventy five dollars currently. Yes. Far too much for a game. Um, I can't find it. Where's the nut? This this is, is, why is there so much math involved? This is the worst DM oh. we've ever had. Wait. Oh, I did it wrong. I did it wrong. <laughs> All right, 2018. You can follow I us. Did a, I did it backwards, <laughs> so it said $1,000. <laughs> you can follow us at GTTP Podcast. Please send us a better DM. This is okay, not Okay, so it would have cost him $5 at a WNBA game. <laughs> we should have done some more research. I think we could have done hand? Do you want me to start curating the DMs? Uh, no, I got this. That was a great DM. Thank you, Dark Roast. Did you think you would be converting them on air? I don't know. If so, then... Pl- Never mind. Just an ounce of professionalism. All right. Oh, don't you get That's me. all I ask. No, you want to get into it? Stop it. We can get into it. No, we're not doing this. Family business. Stop it. No family our business. Our listeners are our family. Thank you guys for tuning in. This was Get to the Point. I'm Joe DeLeon. I am Sean Anderson. And follow us on Twitter at GTTP Podcast and tune in on... And subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, you name it, Stitcher, whatever it is. Thank you for tuning in.